Hello and welcome to Mother's Voice Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our other events, you can go to weriseinlove.com. Weriseinlove.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Afkar and welcome to, to this new episode of Mother's Voice Podcast. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to, uh, to, to connect with you here again. So thank you so much for your presence. And also very excited that Aurora Light uh, is with us on the podcast. Um, I really love the work she does, the energy that she brings, um, which is really needed in, in this time where um, so many of us are, are awakening um, to the fact that we all are needed and we all are, are gifted and we have gifts that, that deep within we want to share. And we want to, to, to bring this, this light within to the world because we know that each, each and every one of us can, can really have an impact in, 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 in the world and in the awakening that humanity is experiencing um, recently. So um, yeah, I love the work that she does in helping so many um, stepping into, into their lights, into their gifts and, and really um, like bringing this, the, like the, their own power and creating from that, from that space, from that state of being. Um, yeah, so so really excited that that she's here with us. And um, before we start, I would love to share with you uh, about her. So Aurora Light um, calls herself a joy alchemist and soul embodiment guide, and the founder of Joy Evolution. Her mission is to empower you to go from fearing your spiritual gifts to fully stepping into your power as a conscious creator of your reality so you can fulfill your soul mission and light up the world. She is here to remind you that everything you have ever done has been training for, for this time. You have uh, honed your skills and it's time to step up, trust your damn self and shine. Aurora loves holding space for epic transformations by blending the metaphysical with the practical and inspiring us to play. She is a best-selling author, speaker, course creator, and mentor. And you can find her on her website, joyevolution.com, joy, J-O-Y, evolution, E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N.com. And also on her um, Facebook uh, uh, group, Free Radiant Evolution Collective. And the link is joyevolution.group. Um, so yeah, with that, Aurora, welcome to the podcast. Very happy to have you with us here. Oh, thank you so much. It is my honor and my pleasure to be with you today. Wonderful. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so in, in the beginning, I would love if you tell us um, a little bit more about yourself and um, how you started uh, sharing your, your, your healing work with others. Well, I feel like going back all the way to when I was eight years old, because I heard a voice. And at the time, I wasn't really fully ready to accept my healing gifts. But this voice outside me just said, you're going to be a spiritual teacher. And at the tender age of eight, I already had an ego that was trying to protect me and keep me safe that said, what? Me? No, 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 no. I'm just a kid. And so I always knew that I had something that I needed to share with the world, but I really didn't know what. 
And when I was a little older, say about 14, I remember building a business plan for an integrative healing center, but I always assumed that I would be in an administrative role. I would be supporting healers. And it wasn't until my mid twenties when I was at a session, a healing session from someone. And she said, you know, you're a a healer, right? I was like, what me again? Who me? No, 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 no. So I would reject what um, gifts that I had out of just this fear that was placed in me from, I'm sure, past lives and, you know, even this life, there's so much in the collective about fearing our light, fearing our power, fearing what it is we have to bring to the world. But I was always really connected. I was always very clairsentient and I would just get downloads of information, but I had no idea that other people didn't as well. Like I would just know things my whole life and people would be like, how did you know that? I'm like, how do you not know that? (laughs) And I, I always wanted to be a helper, a teacher, and I wasn't sure exactly what form that would take. I tried out many paths, but then the universe kept bumping me to where I needed to go as it tends to do. Um, my, getting my master's in social work didn't pan out. And then after an incident where I actually broke my ankle, I realized that what was killing me the most was not being able to dance. And so I actually at that point decided without having any idea how I was going to do that, I wanted to incorporate movement and dance and creative expression into the teaching and healing work that I knew I had to create. And a year later, my first business dancing into being was born. And I loved sharing mindset and movement through both conscious dance, like ecstatic freeform dance to connect people with their bodies and get an alignment, body, mind, and soul. And I was doing other work as well at the time. And I had this amazing uh, career for about seven years where I built my dream business. I actually got to teach and perform with hula hoops, you know, teaching kids, teaching adults. And it was a dream. But then at the summer solstice last year, I received one of those downloads and it said, you know, you have to stop what you're doing right now because it's time. It's time to step up and hold much bigger space for a huge mass awakening that's going to be happening for humanity. So you need to be available online, quit working with kids, start working one-on-one and with adults in group spaces. It needs to be online so you can be global. And I didn't know exactly why. But I, at that point, had already learned to listen to my intuition or bad things would happen. And I built this second business alongside of my first. I was still having teaching contracts in elementary schools, sharing dance, sharing joyful movement with every um, school that I was at. And I was building this business along the side where I could show up online, have one-on-one clients work in that much more spiritual realm, like going full, full woo, stepping into my multidimensional um, aspects and my intuition, using that for guidance. And when COVID hit last March, I finally realized why I had been preparing Mm -hmm. because I already had an online business ready to go to step up and step in. Um, And I only had about 20 days left of teaching, even planned to teach dance. So I now know really the value of listening to those intuitive downloads because it it got me ready for this time. And now I'm able to share 
with people, the value of that and how to do that so that they can allow themselves to be guided um, to navigate these very interesting times. Yeah, exactly. Um, thank you so much for sharing about, about your story. Uh, <clears throat> and I feel it, it's it's really inspiring um, because like, like you said, like, um, like our intuition, like the guidance that we receive, even though we don't understand it in the beginning, like it, it, it is preparing for preparing us for for something that that's um, maybe we will understand in the future when like more of the, the the bigger picture starts getting more more and more clear. And also, I, I love that you shared about um, like your beginnings when you had. Uh, doubts about uh, being a teacher and supporting others, and uh, th th this is something that's that we all experience. And many times we 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 keep postponing uh, doing what we love and what we feel guided to do uh, because of that. We just I don't know because we we have this idea in our mind. That, for example, like being a teacher, we see others how they are doing and how they are teaching, so we have this perfect image of a teacher and. If we are not in that state from the beginning, we just have doubts um, of starting. So what would be your advice for maybe someone who wants to shift to that state of being, of sharing their gifts, but uh, still they are afraid of, of that first step? Mm, well, in the system that I've created, I call my joyful alchemy signature system, there are three steps. And the first one's to transform. And the transformation that we need is happening on a few levels, but really it's about transforming your limiting beliefs, the beliefs that are telling you that you can't. And typically those are coming like I had when I was a child from the ego aspect that is really geared towards keeping you safe and just surviving because it isn't always or hasn't been in the past really been safe to step out and shine. We all have these um, awarenesses of what's happened either in our lineage, in our genes, or in the collective, like what happened to the um, witches in the you know 16th and 17th centuries. They were burned. It was not safe to be magical. It was not safe to speak your truth. And we have to come to a point of letting our ego know that it's been doing a great job in keeping us alive, but it's time to actually thrive now, not just stay alive. And this is also a different time where it is safer. And so there's a lot of different ways we can do that. There are different techniques. I love belief repatterning as an actual technique to shift the survival beliefs into something more supportive, but you can also do tapping or um, emotional freedom technique, right? Hypnosis, you can do it by sheer force of will and being conscious of it. Just noticing the places where you're keeping yourself small, right? And then allowing those to point you to where you actually wanna go. So we can use any of those belief systems that are saying, I can't to show us actually the way to point the way to I can and I will <laughs> be who I really am. Right. And, and there's there's so much more that we could go into, but I hope that that is a, a good first step for anyone. It's also clearing out the density. Right. And and allowing that to be transmuted into our own light which is remembering who we really are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And 
Um, and also in, in, in the beginning, how to say like, when, when, um, when we follow our guidance and try to, to, to connect to our gifts, there's also, like you said, this, this ego part that, that comes up, this, this um, past wounds, um, whether ours or, or that's um, like the epigenetic ones that, that we, uh, we took from our mothers and from our ancestors. Um, and they come to the surface for us to heal. And then we try to find a balance between creating what we want and also holding the space for ourselves um, through, that, through that journey. And also we need to be very gentle with ourselves through that, through that part of our journey because it's very important to us. And also it's, um, how to say, we are not doing this just for ourselves, but also it's, it's, con it's a contribution to, to the evolution of, of humanity because we are healing um, what we got from ancestors and also um, we will pass this to, to, to the future generations. Oh, absolutely. And so many of the people in our generation or the people that are basically alive today have been the ones that have stepped up to say, I am here to heal those wounds from our past, from our lineage and be that circuit breaker to create the world that we know can be created. And so that is, I think what is the very crux of my work is I believe that while I don't hold the solution to all of the world's problems, what I do is give people the solution to finding their solutions. So after we do that transforming piece and getting rid of the doubts, we can start really aligning with our highest self, right? That aspect of ourselves that's beyond space and time that has the visionary perspective that we can actually tap into the place that gives us those downloads, that intuition, um, the visionary that we can tap into within ourselves that's basically almost our future self when we tap into and then actually take the aligned embodied action from that place that's how we get to use our key our piece of the puzzle to create this new world that i know we are all co-creating right now mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um and also, because um, like uh, this podcast is is for mothers, so I, I would love if we can direct this um, discussion for them because you you also uh, is a mother. Um, you have a four and a half year old and also a sixteen year old stepdaughter. So mm -hmm. you as a mother, how um, because it's it's a big responsibility. So how could you at the same time um, like take care of them, hold the space for them? And at the same time, like hold the space for you and for, for what you want to create and for everything that you are creating right now. It is definitely a balancing act and something that is an ongoing um, thing with all of these moving parts. And balance isn't just this one state that we can achieve and then it's there. It's this ever shifting and changing experience, especially right now as things are moving around with um, the pandemic that we're in and childcare shifts and changes. And so I have been reminding myself as of late that the work that I do is for them to create a better life for the entire world, but also my daughters in particular, because my 
mother didn't have the ability based on her past experiences and just where she was at to fully step into her light. To, she didn't have this overarching mission work that she was tapped into because she wasn't fully aligning with her intuition the same way. And it caused a lot of depression and anxiety and feelings of stuckness. And I know that part of what she went through was a gift for me, actually, because I realized what I did not want to create in my life for my own child. I want to show her what it's like to step into my power and to have that balance and to have that wholeness of work and play and relationships and to make that difference in the world. But my daughter actually is the one that brings me the balance because I could get so lost in the work that I do. If I didn't have her, I could work 70, 80, 90 hours a week and not even notice. So she brings me back into the present moment and she brings me back into my body and in, into the reasons why I want to do what it is that I am doing. So she's been my greatest teacher, truly, both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's so beautiful. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, how to say like, um, like helping helping others, especially for mothers, uh, helping their kids and holding the space uh, for them can, can really inspire them in 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 also how they can hold the space for for themselves because also it's very important in 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 their journey and it's it's from that space it's normally it's how to say it's how we treat ourselves and how we hold the space for ourselves. This is what's really impacts how we um, create in the world and how we connect with others. Absolutely. And not to mention, they're also the best little triggers that we could ever mm -hmm. find. So any unhealed place in me, she has poked at and brought my awareness to. And so through parenting, I know that I have become a much better human being because she's brought so many things from my childhood or from just other points in my life from my personality, from my, my wounds, from the way I react to certain stimulus. She's brought that to light so I can actually heal it, pay attention to it, love it, give myself whatever I need, whatever compassion, whatever support. So I find that, of course, as an entrepreneur, personal development and professional development go hand in hand, right? But she is such an amazing trigger for all of that. So I need to show up for her the way that I can show up for my clients, right? And blending all of that, that um, self-development work into being the best mother that I can be is really, really important to me. And then again, it, it cycles back to the business that I'm able to do. Like it's this beautiful, um, tapestry that's all woven together so I'm, I'm deeply appreciative of the journey that motherhood has brought me on because it has been yeah. a ride <laughs> right and uh yeah but also I, I would love if we can talk more about um like your parenting 
uh, 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 to your kids? And like, do, do you include like incorporate like intuition uh, through that? And also, did you did you have uh, this um, guilt or, or or fear that maybe you are not a perfect mother? And how did you uh, deal with that? Well, I'm definitely not a perfect mother. And I'm perfect for her. She Thanks. knew when she was signing up to be with me that I would take her on a ride and a journey and we would teach each other. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of um, personal growth, as I was alluding to. The triggers that have come up through parenting, right? When I notice that I am more short-tempered with her, when I am not taking care of myself right? When I'm not filling up my cup, when I am tired, when I'm hungry, when I haven't been eating right, when I haven't been moving my body, doing all of those self-care things, I am not as good of a mother. And it's just so um, important for me. And I have a lot of mentors who have been supporting me in this is having the compassion for myself to take care of myself really well so that I can show up and be the best mom to her that I can be. And there is just a lot that I am now trying to model for her because in my family growing up, we didn't really talk about emotions. I didn't have any emotional literacy growing up. And that is due to my parents not really having emotional literacy uh, taught to them the same way as is available now. And so I really have been conscious about using the tools that I've been learning in my personal and professional development, like belief repatterning, like um, all of the other things to talk her through what's happening to me and be able to speak to, you know, mommy's really tired and she's really frustrated right now. So I'm having a hard time staying calm can you help me? Can you, do you have any ideas? Right. And we're able to communicate, even though she's just four. And sometimes she will come up with a great idea. Like mom, why don't I give you a hug? Something so simple. Or in the past too, when I have been losing it, she'll call me out and she'll be like, mom, I think you need to take a deep breath. And while it is infuriating to be called out by a tiny person, you're supposed to be responsible for it's also really beautiful because I realized that I have modeled that for her so we are teaching each other how to navigate emotions and how to show up and I just I love what you're asking about if I bring in intuition to it I have really been playing with her about using her intuition about checking in with her body how does your body feel about this right? Asking her to communicate with her body, with her soul. We play with all kinds of energy. Um, when she's feeling sad, she will ask um, me to send her energy now, different colors of energy. And it's just a beautiful interrelationship that we are both developing and learning as we grow together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I really love that. And yeah, helping kids, um, our children get, get in touch with, with the in, intuition at a young age, it can really uh, be helpful for, for them uh, and uh, in, in, in the way they will create their life. And also because um, at a young age, they are much more open to that than when being an adult. And, and also, like, like you said, like many things that 
we didn't learn from from uh, uh, our families. Um, for example, the emotional literacy and things like that, intuitions. Um, and it, it's not their fault because they did they did the best they they knew. Uh, and 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 for us, like uh, like learning about that and also teaching uh, teaching uh, the children to be in that uh, state of being and be in that space. It's really something that can, how to say, really shift maybe um, the humanity uh, uh, reality, especially the, the, the future generation, because this is something like, it can bring so many, um, how to say, when we follow our guidance, like it's it just something that's, that will serve us and we serve others. So it's it's for the highest benefits of, of all. So this is something that can be really, really big for, for uh, during this, this awakening of humanity. Absolutely. And one thing that I really became aware of, uh, even before I was a parent, but when I was learning to develop my intuition was about how intuitive, how intuition is almost, um, beaten out of us. And I don't mean in the physical sense, but we as children, we're all trained not to trust our own cues, not to trust our body and to look for an external voice as the authority. And that actually comes from our parents, which came from the other parents. And some of it was great because sometimes kids don't have the wisdom to know what to do, but there are the little things that I've been working on cultivating with my daughter, um, even when it comes to eating, right? We will say to kids not to listen to their bodies because we're trained to think, oh, you need to finish that or you mm -hmm. shouldn't be hungry right now, you just ate. And we negate what their bodies are feeling in that moment. And so it shuts down their ability to listen and they start to just listen to us. Same thing with when kids say, no, I'm hot. No, 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 you need a jacket. It's cold outside. Rather than allowing them to have the experience they're having experience and holding space and letting them, them be their own person who can connect in with their body, with their intuition and all of that. So this is a practice that I have been working with my daughter. So if she says she's, she's too hot to wear a jacket, I'll just carry the jacket with me instead of forcing it on her. Um, and then it's just available so she can retain more agency over how she feels, because I believe your intuition really can come from any of the senses, but our body is the, the most important one to be able to listen to, especially as we're just starting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really love that. And uh, yeah, it's, how do you say, like, like as, as societies, uh, we really created so many rules and when someone try to maybe they behave differently, it, it just, it feels like, like not normal and something that, that is, uh, that shouldn't be done. And especially with, with kids, like um, they are uh, every time like taught, this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't and trying to learn about what is right and wrong. But like you said, like, helping them to, to, to listen to their body first, because this is the closest, it's our, um, like our sacred temple. And when we have this connection with our body, we listen to the messages that's, that's us, that are transmitted through our body. Uh, it, it, it can really help us to, how to say, to, to, to create from a very different perspective, um, where, where, how to say, where there is more, more freedom to just be who we are. And this is something very important um, for, for, for us. 
Absolutely. And it is a balance because we do need to keep our children safe, of course. But also, I feel like it's a question of empowering them rather than controlling them. And that supports them and us in retaining or reclaiming that that divine sovereignty that is our birthright. But so many of us have fallen away from by giving away our power to outside authority. And I feel like this is what's happening in this great awakening um, is people are learning to and almost being forced to tune back into themselves to discern what is truth for them. And I'm finding and I'm loving how there is so much fake news right? That we could call it. And people are finally Mm -hmm. aware of it. It's always been there. There's always been sources of information that are incorrect, but people would just trust what was presented to them. And in this state that we are in right now, so many people are realizing that they need to use their discernment. And of course it's a process, but it's a really exciting one to me that people are, are basically being forced to examine their thoughts and their beliefs and everything that they are being told to come to their own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and uh, so many right now are, 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 uh, are waking up to, to that and they know that, um, like to really know the truth, they, they really need to, to connect uh, deeply within. And um, yeah, I have one more uh, question um, about mothers because I, I know that I know some mothers who um, they, they feel this this huge responsibility of of need, uh, of needing to, to know all the answers for the kids and it really puts um, a lot of pressure uh, on them but uh, as we were talking uh, just just now about teaching uh, children to connect to their intuition and their own guidance um, if, if they can understand it, it, it can bring, how to say, some, some, some relief to the mothers and release that pressure of knowing all the answers, but also like letting the kids have their own answers too from, from within. Absolutely. And the work that I do both with adults and hopefully with my own children is again about empowering them to find those answers within within their own heart, within their own body, or from their highest self, their intuition, because nobody actually knows the answers for you better than you yourself do. And I really appreciate that I have gone through this process for myself so that I can model that for my child, because I have done more, my children, I have done a lot of things that society would say are kind of crazy, even in terms of the career path that I took, even becoming a professional hula hooper, like that's a very unrealistic Mm -hmm. profession, but it brought me joy, right? And so I really want to encourage my kids to find the answers within them rather than asking me. And also, supporting them and finding the things that that lift up their energy and help them come to that place where they're really in that higher vibrational state of love and peace and joy and gratitude rather than feeling disempowered and fearful and looking outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Aurora. And 
Do you have any final message for, for mothers who are, who are listening to us? Oh, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> right. When it's really tough, breathe because it drops us back into a place of presence. Like just even three really deep breaths when kids are triggering us into our fight or flight, back into places where our inner child feels attacked or doesn't feel safe. And when we can drop back into presence, then we can come at whatever the situation is from a higher vibrational perspective where we can see the opportunity, the creative solution where we can use our intellect, our creativity, our intuition, rather than being in that place of, again, fight or flight or just the survival. So I need to remind myself of this all the time. <laughs> But when we're able to do that and then connect in with our higher self, then we will have the next right step not 10 steps ahead, right? We never are given all of the answers, but when we're able to do that and then model our process for the kids, I think that was the biggest one for me with my stepdaughter. When she was younger, I was afraid of crying in front of her because I was afraid of showing emotion because my parents didn't do that for me. I thought it was inappropriate. And it was my husband and my stepchild that taught me that it was okay. And in fact, it was good to show that emotion and show the process. So my children could learn with me from me and then not have to figure it out as adults. Right? Mm -hmm. So having them, including your kids in your own state of being and sharing it with them in appropriate ways, of course, not putting problems on them, but not letting them think that you are superhuman or anything like that. And just thinking of them as partners, because these tiny people that are in these bodies are also divine multidimensional sparks of creation. Even if they don't have all of the wisdom in this life, they do have access to far more than we sometimes give them credit for. And they can co-create a beautiful life with us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that was a, uh... That was really inspiring. So thank you so much, Aurora, for sharing about that. And also thank you so much for, for the messages you sh messages you, you, you shared with us today. Yeah, it, it was really uh, an honor and, and a joy to, to have you with us. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I love the conversations you have with mothers. They're so uplifting and inspiring. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, everyone, thank you so much for, for being here with us. And Again, you can find Aurora on her website, joyevolution.com. Joy, J-O-Y, evolution, E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N.com. And also on her free Radiant uh, Evolution Collective Facebook group, um, which is joyevolution.group. Um, yeah, so, and also you, uh, uh, we will be adding all her uh, social media uh, links on On the, on the episode description, whether on the website or on the podcast platforms like uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. Um, so yeah, thank you again, everyone. I'm sending you so much love, and then we see you on the next call. Bye-bye, everyone. If you'd like to learn more about our other events, you can go to weriseinlove.com. We rise in love.com. We